this was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. But the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast. And spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody yells, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge, and I blowed his head off. Feel something pulling at my leg, and I look over, and there are two small gray entities pulling at me, and they're literally—I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reach my hand into this bush, and I touch air. Couldn't breathe, and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I am your host, Tony Merkel. Thank you for being here. If you've had an encounter or a story you'd like to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way it works for me, just get a hold of me. And if you want more of the show on a weekly basis, every Thursday, we release a bonus extra episode for the members only on the website. So if that interests you, go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today. And I want to remind everybody, because I'm very bad at doing this, that we do have a text message community line sitting there waiting for you to join. This is a great way for you to always be up to date with what's going on with the confessionals, especially as social media continues to shadow ban this show and other shows and removing people off of their platforms. You will never skip a beat if you're always connected to us through either the newsletter, which is free to sign up for on the confessionalspodcast.com or join the text message community called called First In Line. All you have to do is text the word YUP, Y-U-P, to 844-215-0819. That's 844-215-0819. It is free for you to join, and you'll always be connected to me then. When I have something to tell everybody that's important, you'll be the first to know on First In Line. Now, this week, we have a great show coming up. We have Merle coming on the show, and Merle's an interesting guy because he actually is a fellow trucker like myself and he contacted me and told me he had some experiences with an underground military base in Pennsylvania but that's all he would tell me over email and so when I called him I had no idea what we were going to get into but we actually got into an underground military base that I knew about and we had a good conversation about him working in there as a truck driver it was a very interesting conversation and then after that he talks to me about some things that he has seen in the sky that has confirmed some things that I have told you I've seen in the sky and we're going to get into it right now 
All right, today we got a great guest coming on the show. Merle, how you doing, man? Good. How about yourself, Tony? I'm doing good, man. So uh, you're a fellow Pennsylvanian, yeah? Yes, I am. I, I live uh, about in a town called New Bloomfield. It's about 30 miles north of Harrisburg. Okay, 30, you said 30 miles north? Yeah, yeah, okay. northwest, yep. Gotcha. Uh, so that's from from where you're at to Williamsport, where the Little League World Series is. It's probably, what, an hour drive? Uh, yeah, exactly. Hour and five minutes gotcha. from South, South Williamsport, yep. Yeah. I go up there every year. Oh, do you? I mean, it's yeah, it's really the yeah. only it's really the only time that you're going to have Williamsport, Pennsylvania, be on a national global spotlight, right? So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's so funny that 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 small little area gets so much attention on ESPN and stuff every year. But uh, it's I bet it's good for the economy. So good for them. But it is. So listen, Merle, you have uh, some different experiences here. Uh, we're going to talk about some paranormal stuff later, but what we want to start off with is the deep underground military bases, also known as DUMS, in Pennsylvania. Now, uh, before you get going on anything that you've experienced, uh, I want to let the audience know that uh, when you emailed us, you told us that you know you have these experiences, but you didn't get into details and you don't want to get into details on the email. You wanted to do this you know, over for the recording itself. And so I understand that, but I want to let people know that uh, what you're going to tell us and stuff is something that I have, I have no idea where this is going. But uh, the fact that we're going to be talking about deep underground military bases, I am always down for that. I've talked about it on the show before as far as my interest in th- these things, especially in Pennsylvania. And uh, I'm just interested to hear what you have to say. So um, what is your knowledge? What is your experience with these things, man? Okay. Uh, well, to start off with, I, I was working for a, a trucking company, a national known truck company. Um, can I say who it was? Oh, for sure. I'm- uh, Old Dominion Freight Line. Okay, LTL. And I, yeah, uh, and I worked for them for about three years before this this happened. I was, um, I was basically summoned to my boss's office one day, and we went into a conference room. There was two guys sitting across from me, and they didn't ask me. They told me. They said, "You're going to be doing this run starting next Monday." I would, I would, they, they said, this is your route. They get, they, they read me everything. They, they said, this is how you go down. If you have any issues, this is the number you call. This is the contact that you get, get a hold of. Do this immediately. Don't stop. Don't do nothing. And I, I and they, they, they knew more about me than I knew about them. And I, I didn't understand this at the time. And I didn't understand what I was getting myself into either. I, I didn't know that. And the place that I was going to was called, um, it was called by two different names. It was either Raven Rock or Site R. Oh my gosh. All right. Before you go any further, my friend, uh, you and I talked before we started recording and I told you about two other people that contacted me about this location. It was, yes. it was Raven Rock and it was Site R. They both re- referred to it as Site R and they both uh, worked inside. And one of the guys actually works in the Pentagon and uh, was... Uh, I guess operating somewhere in site R during 9/11. Five, uh, five levels below the ground. I'm telling you, man. I had a feeling you were gonna say this. I I got chills. I'm excited. Go for it, brother. Okay. Now, when 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 I I, I didn't I didn't have much of an option to agree to it. They told me what I was doing, like, and I you know, and as in the job trucking industry, you just do as you're told. I didn't understand. I, I didn't understand what I was getting myself into. Like I said before, I got there, 
okay, I I had to pull in, pull into a, um, uh, it was like a, uh, a garage, and it had a, a, a concrete billabong to where I couldn't just drive through. And that billabong would stop me. I got out. Now, this happened every time that I went in there, okay? I would get out. They, I would pop my hood. I'd open up all my doors. I never, I never opened up the, the, the trailer door. I never knew. For four years, I never knew what I was hauling in there. Never seen it. Nothing. Okay? I, I was not allowed to take a radio in, a CB, cell phone. No electronics, no GPS, no nothing. I had to leave that all outside if I even carried it. Now, when I got there, they would they would do the uh, the, the mirrors underneath the trailer and everything. And then they'd come by with wipes, and they and they would they would take like a, a rag and they'd wipe my truck in certain areas. I, I don't know what they're looking for. I I you know, but that that was the initial process. Once they they did the inspection of my truck. I'd have an armed guard. He had uh, a Mac 4, I guess that's what they call it, an M4, and a 9mm armed. Now, there was, he was sitting next to me in the passenger seat. We had a, uh, an MP. Actually, it was a Cap uh, Pentagon Police, Capitol Police. He would escort us down to the door. The door would open. It was... It was a, um, I, I don't know what kind of, uh, I think it might have been like steel or metal or it might may have been lead, but it was about a foot and a half thick. And I backed into this tunnel, into, the mount, into a mountain, and I get back about 30 feet, no, probably about 50 feet, about the length of the truck. And it would open up to a, a two-bay loading dock and I could hit one of those docks I was inside the mountain and when that door shut for the first time it, it, the guy my armed guard looked at me and said you're a lucky man I said well, why am I a lucky man he goes because if the shit goes down right now you're the one that's going to live I said, I said really I, swear, I said yeah, I didn't ask no questions because I was a little intimidated at first okay you, you, because I'm backing into a mountain, and I know it's a military base. And he said, come with me. Well, we walked down the hall. We went to the cafeteria. This was every day that we did this. And in the cafeteria, there was a, uh, like a little lounge area where you can watch TV and, and things. And that's where we would hang out at. I was there all day. I was there eight hours all day. Okay? And when I was walking down for the first time, I'd seen this. It was like a fish pond. Okay, there was water running into it, and there was fish in it and stuff, and I didn't understand what what that was, but here they explained to me it was called um, aquaponics. And I and back then, I, I this was, now you got to realize, Tony, this was like 12 years ago, 15 years ago, that this happened. Aquaponics was not even on the charts at the time. That's where fish fertilized plants and they just filter the water down through it's a sand base it's a sand based um a sand based filter filtration for the plants and the and the 
the fish poop would fertilize the plants, and that's how they grow their vegetables wow. inside the inside the, the facility there. And they would feed the fish, and they were all like um, tap tapula. You know, there's thousands of fish in this pond, thousands of them. And and I asked questions about it after a couple of weeks. I was like, so what? What's this? irrigation system you got going on here well here it was a mountain stream water it was underground stream that went flowed into the mountain and they just channeled it right into this pond area and they would they would grow their own vegetables in there and everything and now if you were inside the, if you were inside this base you really wouldn't be able to tell that you were outside or, or, or inside you would almost feel like you were just inside a regular building you know, because it was, it wasn't like even though we were inside a mountain, everything was drywalled up, or you know, everything had a a hard wall to it. You know, you couldn't really tell what you know if if you were out uh, just in a regular building. You were just it looked like you were in a regular building. So it did it didn't have like a dungeon feel to it. Exactly, it was very very open. Um, now. Site R, you gotta uh, for for your listeners. Site R is right on the other side, just north of Camp David. When you fly, when the president flies into Camp David, he's at Site R. He's on the opposite. Site R is what protects Camp David from the north. Okay, so that's the military base, and and uh, later to find out, five five layers below ground level is. Um, the little Pentagon, they call it. People think during 9-11, oh, that, Dick Cheney was below the White House. No. Dick Cheney was in Site R. Because it, it's only a 40-minute ride by helicopter from Washington, D.C. So this, this little Pentagon, are we talking about literally a Pentagon-shaped structure inside Site R? No. Okay. No, it, it, the little Pentagon is, is the war room. Like, like you would, when Bill Clinton or uh, Barack Obama, when they did the, the raid on uh, Saddam Hussein, or uh, not Saddam Hussein, uh, Osama bin Laden. Yeah. You remember that room that they were in? That's basically what a war room would look like. Gotcha. But there was also like computers and stuff. Every Everything that you would, you know, to where the military, like or the special forces, could, could communicate back to these people out in the field, you know. So there's 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 a there's a uh, now I, I I was never in that place. I was told. Now my contact when we got inside the building was a gentleman. His name was Thong. And hold on a second. Did you say Thong as in like underwear Thong? No, Thong, like. Tom oh, with an H. I got you. Okay. Thong. I thought you said thong. I was like, okay, no. somebody, somebody drew the short straw. <laughs> no, no. But this guy here, now, now, this, this, this guy, this cat here was a strange dude. Okay, he was like, he was like six eight. He probably weighed about one hundred and seventy pounds, and he, he looked like he lived underground. He could walk through walls, man. He was that white. Okay. He, he had no pigmentation to his skin at all, man. None. None. He, he was white, white, white. 
Okay, and and, and I made the mistake of calling him Tom, and he and he was very very strict very straightforward. He goes, "My name is Tom." Right. And I was like, oh, you know, sorry. You know, <laughs> okay, Tom. You know, I was like, sorry. You know, and here I asked him later on about a year into our relationship. I said, I said, is Tom like a, a Swedish name? And he was like, you know, you know, he just like, you know, like blew it off. I guess he was like, yeah, you know, but he just like blew it off. And I, I was just trying to get the origin of this guy. He was very, you know, he was very nice. And what was so strange about Tom was he would always come down every day and he would sit with us in the break room. We we were in the lunchroom. We, you could eat whatever you want, no, no charge. You know, they had like four or five different meals set up for you if you wanted to. You could have a salad bar, whatever. You know, it was, it was a nice, you know, it was a nice facility. But Tom would come down and he would sit, he would stand there and he'd talk to us. And he always had a bottle of water with him, okay? But he, it was always an un, unopened bottle of water, and he would, like, he would talk with it. You know what I mean by that? He would, like, when he talked, he would, like, point it. You know, like, that was, yeah. it was his pointer. And he would never, he would never, it was never open, this bottle. And he would stand there and talk for two or three hours. You know, and he would never open this bottle of water. And I, would, I always thought that was a little strange. Okay, and um, and you know nothing really, nothing really. That I don't consider that strange. It was just that he, it was just something that he did. You know that that it was part of his nature. He always had this bottle of water with him. Well, the one day I showed up and and I I couldn't call off. There was they 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 didn't accept that. They they, they I had to go to work. Well, I showed up to work the one day and I was sick and I was really sick. And I got out of my truck and my armed guard, I said, I said, wait a second. I said, I got to go over. And I went over and I threw up. He said, oh, you ain't feeling good. I said, no, nah, man. I said, you know, I, said, I really ain't feeling good. And I went in he said, go in there on the couch and lay down, you know, do whatever. So I went in and I was like, oh, you know, I was just wiped out. Well, Tom came down, and he had this chicken broth with him, okay? He said, here, he goes, I heard you ain't feeling good. Here's some chicken broth, okay? And I drank his chicken broth. And, I, and Tony, within a matter of five minutes, I was, I was sleeping, okay? I woke up like four or five hours later. I had a blanket over me and a pillow. And I was stretched out on this sofa. I woke up. I felt a thousand times better. Matter of fact, this was a Tuesday. I went home, and I didn't go to bed until Friday night. You heard me. You heard me correctly. Wow. So I didn't go to. I didn't go to bed until Friday night. So we're that's talking about you stayed up for days. I felt, huh? You stayed up for days. Yeah, that's how good I felt. Wow. I, 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 I went home. I went home. Now, this happened on a Tuesday. Okay. I went home, and my wife said, oh, you're feeling better. I said, I feel great. I said, I feel fantastic. And I just stayed up all night watching TV or playing video games, you know. And I went to work the next day. Now, I didn't go down there every day. I went down on Monday. And then on Tuesday, I go down to Aberdeen Improvement Grounds 
and take down an empty trailer and pick up a loaded one. Okay, and then I come back, I get down there on Wednesday, and then Wednesday I go back, I take my empty trailer down Thursday, pick up a loaded one, come back, and then deliver one on Friday. This was my routine every week for four years. Now, on Friday, they had another driver bring my trailer up for Monday. It was it was waiting for me when I got back to the yard on Friday. I would hook up to it, and I'd take it over to the mechanic shop, and I'd park it in the shop all weekend. And then Monday, I'd, I'd head down. It was just a repeat, a repeat cycle. Now, uh, another strange thing that happened. And this is this is what really, really, really freaked me out. Just just one part of it. My son, what at the time was, he was about seven, he was about six or seven, and he was into wrestling. And right on the other right on the other side of Jack's Mountain is a town called Waynesboro. Waynesboro had a youth elementary wrestling tournament, and I was one one of the coaches for my son son's team. Well, I went down there, and lo and behold, there's Tom standing across from the mat from me, right? And I, and I, my son was wrestling, and I was more involved with him wrestling, and then he, his match got over with, and I was just standing there waiting for him to come back over, and I just, like, I just, I had my arms crossed, and I just, like, took my hand and waved at Tom. Right to acknowledge him. That's all I did was try to acknowledge him. And like I said, he had this bottle of water in his hand, and he he kind of looked away from me. And what and and I guess he realized I, I don't know what he I don't know what his why he did this, but he glanced back at me like real quick with a dead cold stare. I mean, it was like. And, and Tony, this is the only time that I got really, really, really freaked out. When he was standing there, he looked like a reptilian. Ah, uh, here we go. See, dude. Oh, man. Talk to me. I, I, I swear, I swear to God, he looked like a prey mantis. His, when, he, when he turned away from me, okay, did you ever see a prey mantis's head? Yeah, like like it's like it's it slopes down and it goes out to like a little bit of a uh, like like a little bit of a snout and comes back in. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's how his face looked when he turned. He turned sideways and then he glanced back at me and he and he gave me a cold, dead scare stare right at me and I was like, oh my god, you know, I, you know, I and. My wife even noticed it, and on the way home, I didn't say nothing to my wife. I just blew it off. I I, I was like really freaked out about it because just it was just the way he looked at me. You know what I mean? I never I wasn't expecting that reaction from me. I, I was expecting like a, a wave or a nod of the head or something like that, right? Well, on the way home, I said, my wife says, "Who was that tall guy that you waved at?" I said that was Thorn from Raven Rock. 
I said I wasn't expecting his his reaction to me that way. I was expecting, you know, him to come over and say hi or just a, a, an acknowledgement of. He goes, she, he was really, really, really icy to you, and I was like, yeah. I said I wasn't expecting that, man. Right, and and uh, we we let we we didn't, I didn't discuss much more with her because. I was I was told not to discuss anything that I saw inside there, any people I met, anything. I went in there on Monday. Now this was Saturday. I went in on Monday, and Thom read me the Ryan Act. Okay, and he said, he said, if you ever see me in public again, don't you ever acknowledge me. He goes ever. I said, well, I really didn't acknowledge you. I said I just, you know, waved at you. And we, we we went back and forth for a couple of minutes. I wasn't trying to be argumentative with him, but I was just trying to, you know, to, to stay on my ground with him. And then he was he was leaving. He was going to leave. He was about ready to leave the lounge area. And he turned around and he pointed his bottle of water at me. And he said, and don't you ever discuss me with your wife again. Wow. And I was like, wait a second. Wait, I was like, wait a second. We were... We were in Shippensburg when I was telling her about you, man. You know, I, I didn't say that to him. I, I'm thinking this. You know, I didn't say nothing to him about discussing discussing him with my wife. But he knew that I told my wife. I don't know how he knew. But that that's the only that's the only strange encounter I had with anybody there at at, at Raven Rock. But like an hour later, he came back like nothing happened, like nothing happened. And this, and I'm telling you, Tony, as God is my witness, when he looked back at me, I was looking at a human praying mantis. And it, it, it just, it freaked me out to the point where I was like, okay, I, I got it. You know, I got to, you know, I got to get my car. I got to get my life in order, man. You know what I mean? I, I was like, I, this, this ain't, this ain't cool. You know, and I never, I was dealing with this guy for three years and I never noticed these features on him before. You know what I mean? You, you can, you can look at a person for three years and they look normal. And then the one time that you, that you offend him, his whole, his whole shape of his body changes. Yeah. It's almost like, uh, there was a, alien praying men a mantis that was uh wearing a thom suit you know <laughs> like <laughs> like the movie yeah, men well, in black yeah well i mean if you and 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 oh i i i forgot to mention this when i was describing his head he he when he turned and looked at me his his right elbow cocked back like like uh you know like almost like a uh like how a prey mantis would be standing there looking at you, like you know, you know how they have like their their one leg cocked back, and it's like at a ninety degree angle. Yeah, was it like sticking out to the side, or was it cocked back like to behind him? Behind him. Okay. Behind. When I, I was looking at him, I was looking at a prey mantis, a six foot eight prey mantis. <laughs> wow. That's all I can. That's all I can describe it as. But it was never, it was never, he was never threatening in any way, shape, or form to me, you know, except for that one, that one encounter in the, in the, in the lounge, 
when he told me, you know, don't you ever acknowledge me ever again outside. This is, you know, I, I he, he went on about it, this spew of, uh, this, this site is a very top secret installation. I said, well, you know, everybody and their brother knows about it. You know, that lives in this area, man. You know, you know, and that, that was my defense to him. I was like, well, everybody knows that you guys are here. And he goes, well, you know, people don't know who, who works in here. Because I guess a lot of them come from D.C. And, you know, I don't think they hire a lot of uh, locals down in that area. No, but, no, yeah. don't. But, but other than that, I mean... Like, I, I, I've seen the control room and stuff. Like, I only went down two levels. And the second level was just, like, office buildings. Like, like um, you know, like they had, like, the uh, the partition walls. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and there's people working at their computers and stuff like that. That's, you know, and it just looked like a regular office building, you know. It's... You know, if, if it had windows, you could look outside and see the cars going by and stuff, but didn't have no windows. It, it, uh, Hold on a second. Are you saying there was windows you could see cars outside? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, no it, it was almost like an office to where if it did have windows. Gotcha. You could, you, could, you know, it, 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 it looked very normal. You know, it, it was, uh, and there was a lot of people that worked in there, but I, I didn't see no cars or any, you know, I don't, I don't know how they, you know, they must, I don't know. I don't know how they got there, you know, cause there was down at the second level, there was probably, uh, 50, 50, 60 people working there, you know, a, a, in a, in an office environment and up, up top you had, um, you had all your logistics, you know, you had your, your shipping clerk and you had your forklifts and you had your, your cooks and your dishwashers and your, you know, it looked like business as usual, you know, on the first, on the first level on the second level, it was, you know, the office building, but they had like the maintenance man, he would come by and, uh, you know, he would, he would be cleaning out the fish filters and stuff like that. And, you know, and taking the garbage out, you know, it, it was uh, a very normal, it looked very normal, but you're inside a mountain behind a yeah. foot and a half to work. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, when it comes to Raven Rock and the people that work there, I, I've thought about this before. I've looked at Raven Rock a ton on Google Images and stuff, the whole area. Um, and I've been talking, I've talked to some people about this location. and. One thing that I, I'm pretty sure happens is they bust people in, I think. And I also think that people that work there on a, at least the people that are there on a very permanent basis and have, you know, real, maybe not the second level people, but maybe people below that. I, I think that they, they kind of live there and they are there most of the time. You know, I don't think it's like one of those jobs where you go home at night, but I think that they are busting people in because there is not a lot of parking. Uh, and you know that, I mean, if you, if you've been there yeah. and stuff, you know that like driving up that road and stuff, it's, it's a, it doesn't, this is not like a, Hey, we're right off the expressway kind of place. Like you're driving through the middle of nowhere, you're passing homes and things like that. And all of a sudden you're coming up on this facility where these uh, from what I saw, what I see on Google Images, there's these two giant doorways that go into yep. the mountain. And uh, are you saying that that's where you backed into? 
I backed into the very first one. But you know what was so you want you, you want to know something about that, Tony? Of course. That 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 road that would take you down to the to the to the main archways. That's what they call them, the archways. You can't you can't see you can't see what what's going on from Route 16. That's uh that's the route that goes in front of it. But what what like like you were saying, it's very it's out in the open. Okay, there's there's a freaking golf course right in front of it. You know what I mean? And and Ski Liberty's right there. You know, I, I think it's Ski Liberty. It, it's one of the ski resorts. It's right there, right across the street. You know, and they got like a barbecue shack and stuff right there. You know, and it, it's right out in the open. I mean, if you didn't, you could you could drive if you weren't from that area, you could drive past that place and not even and just say, oh, look at the mountain. But it's a military base. The whole the whole mountain. Yes. The whole mountain. You know, and you can't. You can't see the roads or the archways from the road. They 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 cut the road to where when I when I would when I would pull up you're a truck driver. Yeah. When I would pull up, I would almost I'd have to blindside in. Not not really, and it really wasn't a, a hard blindside. It was just a uh, you know I'd pull up and I would just angle my truck at a forty five. And I'd back into the, I'd back into the archway, and I'd I'd go back about fifty feet, and then I could go either to the left or to the right to dock. But you, when when you're looking back, you're you can't see you can't see none of um, Carroll Valley. That's what that's the name of the valley that that's it. It's called Carroll Valley. You can't see none of it. They have it. They have it graded to where camouflages what's going on you know what i'm saying yeah what's going on at ground level it's camouflaged you know and and when you look at this on like google maps which i'm doing right now i'm looking at it on google maps uh there i've always thought that it seemed like there was a if you if there was an a territory like a lining like a line that marks the area they cover uh it's almost like there's a circle going around the area and it's this road obviously but when you zoom out you look at it from the sky uh there there's a very clear like circle going around this area where raven rock is and that's for me outside looking in i'm like that looks like the the boundaries the territories of the area that they're covering and you know that on the surface to be honest with you it's not that big on the surface i mean we're probably talking about uh maybe half a mile or something like that but yeah it goes deep it goes five levels deep and i think the deeper you go the weirder it gets man i think the weirder it gets no tony i think I think it goes the whole length of that mountain. There's only certain certain access points up at when I would I would turn in off I, I believe it's called Harbaugh's Road. Does that does that come up on Google Google Maps Harbaugh? Uh yeah, Har Harbaugh Valley. Harbaugh Valley Road, okay. You go back you go back Harbaugh Valley Road and then you make a, a left, probably about a hundred yards back into there. And that's where you enter at. And then you'll see, yeah. then you'll see like the little garage area. That's the check-in point. That's where you check in at. And then you, you go in, you go in. That's how you, you make your entrance in the Raven Rock. Yeah. I, when I was 
what I stumbled across Raven Rock. I didn't know about it. And, you know, I, I must have been bored or something. And I was on Google it Maps and I just saw these two giant doorways going into the ground. I was like, what the heck is this? And then that's when I started doing my looking into it and stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm looking at this right now. And uh, I've gone on the street image, like where you go to ground level on Google Maps and look at the street view. And you can see exactly what you're just describing about the entrance, but you can't go up there. Like you can tell that the Google Maps car, whatever it is, kind of drove by, but they weren't allowed up there. Obviously, it's, you know, right. it's private property. Uh, but from what I understand, so like I'm a nosy person. I'm a snoopy person. I like snooping around, especially if it's convenient for me as far as location. And this is obviously not that far from me. Um, you know, I was told, though, that when you start driving around this area, even you, you will be confronted. Yeah. Even the locals, like the locals know if you're not from that area and you don't belong there and they'll even confront you, even the locals, from what I understand. You, you will be confronted. And I'll tell you why. I ran into some kids down there. Um, we went down. We, I took my son um, snowboarding down there the one time. And and I was telling them that, uh, you know, they're a group of teenagers. And I said, you know, over there, over there on that mountain over there is military base. And they said, yeah, yeah, we were on the other side of it, riding our four wheelers, and the military police came out and chased us all. They, they, they were going to put us in handcuffs and stuff. I guess you know that they were using that as a. I guess it was like access words. I don't know. I never really looked at the, at the, um, at the the Google search or the Google Maps of it. I guess there's service roads on the other side, but on the other side is Camp David. You know, I don't know if people realize that or, you know, or if the locals realize that, but that's Camp David on the other side. That's all, that's all military control, that whole area. So what you're saying though, is that, uh, site R is connected to Camp David underground. You know what? I, 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 I would, I would say so. I would say so. Because, because there's no, like, like you said, there's, there's only, there's very few access, access points. Okay. They can't, they can't land Marine Corps one on the side of that mountain. They have to land at Camp David. Okay. Camp David's only a mile or two away from there on the, on the Maryland side. Cause that, that, that mountain there actually Route 16 that goes up, that goes um, Emmigsburg Road, that's the state line. So Raven Rock is basically in Maryland. And then Camp David, and then Camp David's on the other side of that mountain. And you know what's interesting is uh, Raven Rock is uh, very much part of like the Mosheau State Forest. Like it's, it's right there. Uh, it's, and it makes me wonder some of the things that I think it's Michelle State Forest. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so like, it, it just makes me wonder as far as what's going on in that forest. Uh, I've had. I've There's talk- a lot of Bigfoot sightings. Yes, there. there is. Yes, there is. That's where I was going with this. Like, there's a lot of Bigfoot sightings in Michelle State Forest. And it's not a lot. It's not a like lot. a huge, like it's obviously it's a big forest, but it's not necessarily, it's not like the uh, Allegheny National Forest. Like it's, it's not that size, but there's a, a lot of activity and it makes me wonder if it's because of what's going on there militarily. I think I, if I were, if I, if I ain't mistaken, I think there's some people that are missing from down that way 
like real recently that have not been found from the Raven Rock area. No, from uh, the forest. Really? Yes, I, I, I could. I, I don't. I think it was in the last year or two that they've been uh that they were missing and they were never found. That's There's a lot of strange things that happen that happens in that area. A lot. Yeah, I mean, we had um, we had a lady on our show not too long ago, and she was telling her Bigfoot experiences, and she's not far from Raven Rock. I mean, like, man, I'm telling you, like, uh, with I can't remember the exact location where she's at, but she she's not far from Raven Rock, and her Bigfoot experiences at her mom's house uh, are ongoing to this day, almost daily, and it's very. Uh, otherworldly on what she's going through at her house or at her mom's house. She doesn't live there anymore. But um, it, it just, there's a lot of weird stuff going on in that area. It's not far from Gettysburg, which is incredibly haunted. And yes. so, you know, it's just, it's a very odd area. Gettysburg's only about 10 miles up the road from there. And, and you know what, and you know what's so, you know what's so fascinating about that area? That's all. That's all limestone based. That whole that that whole area there is limestone underneath there. So what what do you think that means though? That, that there's a lot. I, I think that 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 there's a lot of uh, like underground aquifers and stuff. And for some reason, I I think that that uh that the paranormal have a lot of um. It's a it's a higher activity in that area. Well, Gettysburg is just insanely haunted, insanely haunted. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, there's tons of stuff. I mean, absolutely, uh, lots of different stories coming out of there. Lots of videos, pictures, and stuff of hauntings. Uh, tons of stuff in in Gettysburg. I mean, it was the most deadly battle of the Civil War. I mean, a lot yep. of people died there. A lot. Yeah, yeah. And uh, well, you know, the one time I was going down, I was going down to um. Uh, site or I had to stop and uh, water my tire. When you know, when I got there, they gave they they wanted to know why I stopped, what my reason was. You know, they they told me exactly they told me exactly how long I stopped for, everything, everything. Okay, so before you go any further with that, I want to know. How far were you from the facility when you stopped to uh, water your tire? Which means, people, if you don't know, it means pissing on your tire. But uh, also, uh, so how far were you? And do you think that this means that they were able to track you by maybe GPS on your truck? I mean, did you have a electric? I, I think I think they had something inside, inside the trailer. I never seen what I was hauling down there. I had I had no I had no manifest. No bills of lading, no nothing. It was it was a bolt seal, and it was locked. It was it had one of those. It was a bolt seal, and it had a metal plate with a lock on the bottom of it. So you didn't have an old Dominion trailer pulling in there, though. No. All right. My so trailer, my trailer, my trailer was plain white with red lettering. What did the red lettering say? It said um, GV. It was either like a GV thirteen, GV fifteen, GV uh, nine. Zero nine, it was GV. It was, and that's all it said. That's okay. It, it had it on the front, it had it on the back. Let me it had ask, government plates. Let me ask you. Uh, so, 
with that said, do you think that the the trailer was the trailer owned then by the complex? I think. Well, I picked up at uh, I picked up at uh, Aberdeen Improvement Grounds, so I went from military base to Old Dominion to military base, and then back to Old Dominion to military base. I never, I, I, I never went to any other places with that, with that trailer. That trailer was, that trailer was used. It went from, it went from Raven Rock to Old Dominion. The next day, I'd take that same trailer from Old Dominion to Aberdeen. I'd pick up the loaded trailer in Aberdeen. They and they would give me, they would give me, like a, um, a printout piece of paper. It would say, okay, pick up. Um, trailer gv09 in spot 132 lot a okay and that i'd go over and i'd pick it up i'd make sure that and then it had a seal number on the back i could read the seal number i'd read the seal number and that's all i had i didn't have no bill lading no nothing i didn't know what i was hauling nothing i even hauling dead bodies i don't know yeah I don't think you were hauling dead bodies because no, they're, just saying, they're not going to contract Old Dominion to haul dead <laughs> bodies. Like I, I'm sitting here thinking, because I mean, I'm in the LTL industry. I, I, if you if you drive for Old Dominion, or at least you used to, then you know the company I drive for. It's, it's Pitt, Ohio. I mean, our terminal is right. in Harrisburg. We have one in Harrisburg. And so like we're, we're LTL carriers, which means we're general freight carriers. So the fact that your, your company's being uh, contracted to haul stuff yeah. into Raven Rock, uh, it must have been something for maybe construction or some kind of like contractors that were going on inside Raven Rock. No, it, it, it fell. It fell under. It fell under the, the contracting of Menlo. You know what Menlo is? No. Menlo is is a uh, contractor out of uh, the New Cumberland Army Depot. It was like like a supply point. So you- supply, but but it, it fell under. It fell under that. It fell under that. Um, that contracting, contracting uh, facility was Menlo. So you're you're telling me that you were probably hauling stuff for for military to military, and it was probably yeah. military supplies. Yeah, I, could be hauling, I I think I could be, could have been hauling like MREs or water or uh, you know or uh, boiler cleaner. So, you know, all right. They, so here's the thing, though. Like, I, I don't understand why they would contract Old Dominion to do something like that, because like, it's not that hard to uh, have a military personnel trained to drive a truck and have your own truck out in the road pulling the stuff back and forth. I don't uh, understand why I, they would do that. I know. I don't know. But yeah, that's. Uh, that's, you know, wow. I, I did it for four years. And and here they lost the contract. Old Dominion lost the contract. And shortly after they lost the contract, I was fired. You were fired from Old Dominion? Yeah. What was the reasoning? Um, I questioned my terminal manager's ethics. <laughs> well, you know, okay. <laughs> but uh, you... <laughs> I'm laughing because it's funny because it, it's like the same story everywhere you go in the trucking industry. Well, 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 what what he said was, you know, I, he he, him and I, him, it, it was it was a, you know, him and I were having a discussion, and it really wasn't a heated discussion. It was, you know, I was, 
we were having a back and forth conversation and he said, what are you doing? Are you questioning my ethics? And I said, well, yeah, I guess I am. And he said, you're fired. Plain and simple. That's how it went down. And I wow. was like, okay, see you later. I went and collected unemployment. <laughs> wow. So you worked there for four years. How, how, no, I worked there for eight years. Oh, so, but you did the, you did the, uh, Ra- Raven Rock for four years. Yeah. Okay. So, so how long were you working at Old Dominion before they pulled you into the office? Four years. Okay. So you were there for four years. Uh, you get pulled into the office by, I'm assuming their TM and these two other guys that worked for Raven Rock, right? Yes. Now, these two other guys that worked for Raven Rock, were they, uh, talk to me about them. What did they look like? Were they in military gear? Were they civilian? No, they were civilian. They, they just looked like, um, they were dressed in, uh, polo shirts uh you know just you know they had like a uh they had a um uh like things uh you know like a um like where they were from on their shirt you know like i think it might have been like uh the raven rock raven rock has their own shirts okay and i guess it would say slight r on it I don't think they go by rave. I don't think they're they're because you can buy shirts right there, like a gift shop. Yeah, <laughs> what is going yeah, on buy, here? Yeah. I mean, come on, really? Yes, you can buy a shirt there. Yes, wow. Yeah, the 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 security guards had them and stuff. Yeah, they had like slight R, and I don't know what the insignia was. I guess it was like almost like a Pentagon symbol, you know. But yeah, they had they had a gift shop there. They had mugs, you know. I mean, they're on one one aspect they're 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 out in the open about it, and on the other aspect, they want to keep keep it secret, you know. And it, you know, they it comes up on the map, and people know about it, and you know, you can Google search and it comes up site or you know Raven Rock, and it gives you the location and everything, you know, and you know they. You can buy you can buy the stuff right there, right? That's part that was part of the uh, the commissary. <laughs> so let me ask you then: Is this something that you could have bought? Like you could have walked out of there with the? I don't I don't think I could have bought it. Okay, so we're talking about like you know, hey, I need another shirt for work kind of thing. You right, buy it at the gift right. shop, or or you know, they probably issue you um, a certain amount of money that you can buy work clothes with, and you can go into this like shop and you know get it like a polo shirt or a you know a dress shirt with the you know with the slight r and the, and the insignia on it and stuff but yeah you could yeah they had them right there yeah because I, I i they wouldn't accept money they they i i never spent a red not a red penny in there they, they your money is no good in that place like all, all the food that i ate was was on the house you know i probably drank a thousand gallons of diet pepsi in there i never paid a dime for you know you know what's interesting is that i'm looking at uh the and i don't know if this is their emblem or their logo it's a it's a circle with raven rock mountain complex on it underneath it yeah, says say R with the with a raven on it and yeah, the, that's it okay so i'm looking at this logo and i 
I swear I've seen this before, this logo. And I, 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 I'm hesitant to say it just because I, I literally have stalked Raven Rock online so much that I might have come across that, that image before. And uh, it's just coming back to me subliminally. But uh, it seems like I've seen this before. I, I feel like I've seen it on somebody's shirt before or something like that. I don't know, though. Uh, it's very, it's very, they're very out and open about it, but they, they want to remain secret, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's one of those things where um, the location that they put it, it it's it's very you know rural in the sense, but at the same time there is still a lot of stuff not far from there, and maybe over time, like in the in the early days, maybe the word got out, and so there was no keeping it a secret, but they just kind of dampened it down with how much they're willing to you know like I mean, if, you I look, think, if you look at the complex, I think what you're, go I ahead, think what you're trying to do is uh. It's like making an inactive base. You know what I mean? Did you say active like or inactive? Inactive. An inactive gotcha. base, like, a, uh, like uh, we ain't doing much here. You know, almost like Area 51. Oh, there's yeah. nothing to see here. You know, we, we really don't do much here. But in reality, they're pumping strong. Yeah, well, uh, there's definitely... Now, Raven Rock is definitely an underground military. Like, literally, if you just go on Google Images or Google... Um, maps and you just type in raven rock military base it's gonna come up you just do a quick slide around you find the doors that go into the mountain literally it's by definition an underground military base um and so but there i have been told that there are at least two uh underground military bases in pennsylvania i believe the second one is actually in uh or around the allegheny national forest i have not been able to find the location of that one uh, and I think that one actually has a lot more nefarious things going on than the one that we're talking about today. All right, let's take a break right now and talk to you about this week's sponsor, which is Better Help. H-E-L-P, Better Help. Is there something in your life that's making you unhappy, preventing you from being happy? Is there something that's preventing you from achieving your goals? Well, I think a lot of people are answering yes to that because of the current climate in this world with the pandemic that we're going through right now. But there are some people who are actually going through it even harder. And maybe you're facing some depression. Maybe you're realizing that whatever you're going through right now is actually a little bit more serious than things that you've faced in the past. You're finding yourself in a dark spot. Well, let me tell you something. BetterHelp is a great way for you to get help from your home without being inconvenienced or being too vulnerable. I know there's a lot of people out there that are hesitant to go and see a therapist because they don't want to go to somebody they don't know and face them right there in their office in person and deal with having to get comfortable and vulnerable with somebody in person. Well, BetterHelp is an online service and you can start communicating with somebody in under 24 hours. BetterHelp will access your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. This is not a crisis line. This is not a self-help line. It's professional counseling done securely online. Listen, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today, which is why they're more affordable than traditional offline counseling and they offer financial aid. So if you need that, that's available for you as well. Visit BetterHelp.com slash confessionals. That's better. H-E-L-P and join over 800,000 people making change to their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. 
And there's a special offer for the Confessionals listeners, which you get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash confessionals. interrupt our program to bring you this important message. I love you. Now, back to our show. All right, so you freaking worked there for how many years was it? Four years. Four years. Okay, so you were you were uh, at Old Dominion for four years. You got brought into this thing. Now, it, and then you were fired shortly after that. But I, I want to say, it seems like you were handpicked. Do you think that this was... I, I, I absolutely... Do you think that they handpicked you or do you think your terminal handpicked you? No. My military status handpicked me. Oh, so you're military? Yes. How 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 much military are we talking about here? Well, my MOS was 11 Bravo, 10 Victor. Talk to me like I'm, I'm not uh, in the military. U.S. Army Ranger. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so you were, you were an Army Ranger man? Yes, dude, you guys are some bad MFers, man. I'll tell you, that. <laughs> I, w- I was nothing special. I was just a, you know, I was just a rifleman in a, in a, in a well, actually, I was in, I was in the, uh, what they call a, um, a weapons platoon. I was part of headquarters company, and I would, uh, I was in charge of like, uh, heads- setting up the headspace and time fifty caliber, and uh, you know the, the, the weaponry that that we would take along with us like the uh claymore mines and stuff like that we were we were all assigned to to the platoons and stuff and we would we i never seen no combat or anything i was in during the cold war but uh yeah my my security clearance uh carry it, it you never lose your security clearance unless you really really unless you you know you really you get you get um you get chaptered out of the army or you know you go to Leavenworth or whatever. But this this is this, here's here here's a good one, Tony. Thursday this week. Now I work for another trucking company. Now I went down to Letterkenny Army Depot. Okay, and where I went at in Letterkenny Army Depot, you have to uh, get a you have to. Um, um, uh, like uh, just you have to give your social security number and your uh your license and stuff. Then they run a background check on check on you. Well, they gave me they gave me a uh, they gave me a um like a pass. Right, all I have to do is show the pass to the to the guard, and I can gain access to wherever I need to go on letter letter counting. And that's where that's where the Patriot missiles and the tow missiles and stuff are are built. <laughs> wow! Wow! And that's where I was. That's where I was Thursday. I was delivering paint. Jeez. So that this is starting to make sense now. So for whatever reason, outside of your control, uh, Raven Rock, for whatever reason, needed to hire an outside contractor to. They investigated stuff. me. And so yeah, well, they investigated a lot of people. If you think about it, because if they handpicked you, which means that probably Old Dominion was not the only company they looked at. They were looking yes. for a very specific type of driver that they were going to be able to contract into yes. this location. And you were the guy who popped up. Yes, because I'm still I'm still accountable by the UCMJ for any anything. If I would talk about any anything that I where I went when I was in the military, 
I could I could still be court martialed. Ooh, do you want to talk about it now? <laughs> I'm just no, kidding. No, 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 I, I can't. <laughs> I understand. I, I, I never did nothing, nothing, nothing too too extreme. Okay, we everything that you did in the range of time was extreme, but it was nothing, you know, nothing that 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 would be off the radar. You know, it was just normal operating business for us. You know, I was I was actually just a corporal, and I did my I did six years, and I left. And then my my military status never left me. And whenever, like like you said, they investigated me personally. These people, whoever these guys were, they 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 probably went to. YRC, ABF, Pitt, Ohio, Old Dominion. Then they stumbled across Merle. Oh, hey Merle, this is this is what you're going to do for the next four years. Yeah, look what we have here. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. and the, the, my my military status was never brought up. Nothing. They never mentioned anything to me. These two individuals, they never said not one word to me about anything they just said this is what you this is what you're doing this is your route like i would go down i would let, oh now where old dominion is it's in carlisle it is at exit 52 and 81 i would drive down 81 to exit 5 i get off exit 5 which is route 16 i go up over up over the mountain down over the mountain the harball valley road i'd make that right i'd make that immediate left and i was there that was my route. When I left, I went back the same way. Wow. Yeah, man, this is interesting stuff, man. Like I, I've been longing for the day to talk to anybody that has like a real connection there. And you didn't even work there. You were just contracted. But the information you shared with us has been really interesting. Uh, now, you worked there uh, a year into your relationship with uh, uh, Thom, uh, you, you is when you got that chicken broth brew, right? Yeah, that, and you know what? It was, it was it was chicken broth, but it was a real strong chicken broth. You know what I mean? It, it was almost um, almost like it was artificially flavored to be chicken broth, but it was something else. Maybe you ever think about that? <laughs> it, well, let's put it to you this way: it was, you know, how chicken broth is like a, a a light brown. Yeah. Okay. This was brown, real, real, almost like a real thick chicken broth. Almost like you took four packages of chicken broth and mixed it all in one cup. I got you. It was real, real thick, and it it did. And it, and I'm telling you, within five minutes, I was out like a light. I don't remember nothing. I mean, I don't remember nothing. I don't remember nobody putting blankets on me, a pillow under my head, nothing. And when I woke up, I'm telling you, I, I was sick all weekend. I mean, I was throwing up. I, I, I didn't know if I was going to be able to go to work. Well, I went to work, and my, my, arm, uh, my arm guard seen that I was sick. And I threw up, and he, he must have went and told Thom. And Thom brought me this chicken broth. And I'm telling you, I woke up at 4 o'clock 
Tuesday afternoon, and I did not go to bed until about, well, it was Saturday morning, about 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock Saturday morning. And I wasn't tired then. I had to force myself to sleep because I knew I was up for three and a half days. That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. So I, I personally, when you're telling me about this chicken broth stuff, like I just, I'm thinking, man, this is flavored to, to taste like chicken broth and, and make you feel like it's chicken broth. But dude, chicken broth doesn't put you, keep you awake for three days after putting you to sleep for a few hours. I mean, like th this is something that got in your system that was not chicken broth. Right. And, and, but it didn't make me jittery or anything. It was just, that I just was not tired. I couldn't sleep. I trust me. I went. I came up, laid in bed, and I just laid there, my eyes wide open. I said, I, "I'm fighting a losing battle." So I just went downstairs, watched TV, I played video games. This went on for three days, and I wasn't tired. Jeez, I wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't even yawn in those three days, three and a half days. I had to force myself to go to sleep on Friday night. My wife was like, "Are you ever coming to bed?" I said, "I ain't tired." <laughs> All right. So here's the thing. I, I want to talk to you about uh, the fact that your wife saw his face when he looked like a uh, a praying mantis or, you know, a lizard person, whatever you want to say it is. Yeah. Your wife literally saw the transformation as well. She saw what she said was was an icy stare. But what you describe isn't just an icy stare. It, like he literally looked different, right? To me, he did. Yes. She didn't really, she really wasn't, I mean, she was paying attention to my son and she seen, she really wasn't paying attention to what me, uh, the, the communication between Thom and myself, but she, she seen Thom looking at me, you know, and she was, she, she just said, he, you know, he gave you an icy stare. And I was like, yeah, that was Thom. I said, he works at Raven Rock and, you know, and I went on to tell her and I never told her that, that. You know that his features changed because oh, okay. they did. They, he he didn't he didn't look that way. He didn't look that way for for a year. Okay, for a year, how many months? A year, year and a half. How, how, however long it was, it wasn't that long into my into my tenure there. Okay, he he. Ne I never. You know, I never seen that. But that one time where I waved at him out in public, it, it almost like he, sh he was a shapeshifter. It, yeah. it changed. It changed in, in a matter of seconds. Yeah. In a matter of seconds. He, he and, and it wasn't, and, and it wasn't, he, he had like dark blue eyes. He had like light hair, not blonde hair, but light hair. And it was like, um, his hair was like real, real um fine you know what i mean by fine yeah like it's like a real thin hair yeah like a real thin hair but he always kept it real you know uh neatly manicured you know uh up to hind tight what they refer to as a hind tight you know but he had like dark blue eyes and uh when he when he turned and looked at me I swear to God, I was looking at a praying mantis. I never, I never thought that until that time, and I never thought that afterwards. You know what I mean? It was just that time. It was just in that point in time, in that twenty-five seconds. Jeez, let, let, let me let me tell you something about this. So, 
What's that? The name Thom. I just looked it up and, and to see what Thom means. I, I, I don't remember ever hearing this, this name before, so I'm assuming it's spelled T-H-O-M, Thom. Uh, yes. Okay, so it is. So the name Thom is Aramaic, and it means twin. Twin. And you're telling me that, <laughs> that Thom literally... I never knew that. The thumb is 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 shape shifting in front of you, and he has two different faces. Like there's two different people with the same me. with the same DNA. Like, dude, I'm no. telling you, this is crazy. <laughs> I I can't make this stuff up, man. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. You're doing all the research and everything's adding up for it. Listen, man. Like I, I'm I'm sitting here, and I, I'm just I'm just very interested in your story and i'm thinking what does the name thom mean because i was sitting here thinking thom actually like if i was writing a science fiction story where uh we we are doing like we, i was making up a story about somebody that did a 20 and back and the united states military is working with aliens on the dark side of the moon what would i name one of the aliens that were praying mantis well thom actually sounds like a name i would use like you know general thom he's a he's a uh, a praying mantis you know lizard person and so i look up the name thom to see you know where it originated from and it says it freaking means twin i'm just like and here's this guy being a shape-shifting person with two faces as one person to you it's just i just think that's interesting <laughs> I, yeah and and you know and and tony it never happened be- before or after this 25 seconds of us being out in public and me acknowledging him you know yeah that was the only time that 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 i looked at him as otherly human if that makes sense no it it makes perfect sense and stuff And, and it seems like like what you're saying is that you know uh, these are your experiences with your interactions with people at the base and, and being there for the period of time you were. And what's interesting is like, we just had an hour conversation about this base and your interactions with it. And you barely did anything there. Like you, you, you hardly Nothing. had any, anything to do there other than drive. I'm just driving my truck, backing it in and sitting around waiting until they tell me I can go home. That's pretty much what you were doing. And, and you had, we yeah. just covered an hour. And so I just find it funny. Now, let me ask you uh, one more question about this. Uh, and this is more of an opinion piece for you, but how the heck mm-hmm. do you think Thom knew that you talked to your wife when you were, what you, I think you said you were around Shippensburg when you finally started talking to her about Thom. <laughs> Um, well, I don't know. I really don't know. I want to say, I want to say that he, he just guessed, but I don't, I don't think that's the case. I don't think that he just assumed that I discussed it with my wife and went out the limb and said, don't you ever talk to your wife about this? But it almost like he had firsthand knowledge that I talked to her almost like he was reading my mind. And that's, you know what I mean? yeah. And that's what I was thinking too. Like, cause my first thought was, was he able to listen in on you? Did he have something planted or was he able to uh, no, tell, I'll tell you why I'll, I'll tell you why he couldn't have because we had, I, I hit, a, I hit a deer with my truck going to work at that, that week. And I had a rental car from Bobby Rahal Toyota or a rental truck. So I had a, a completely different vehicle I took down there that day. Can I ask you a question about the rental vehicle? Yeah. Did the license plate say Raven Rock on it? 
No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, all, all the all the security were Pentagon police. Okay. They're Raven Rock. Yeah. So I mean, Raven Rock is clearly uh, an active base, and it uh, it has high level security, and you know, many people throughout the government, uh, deep in the government, are working there or have been there. Um, do you think that? Uh, let me ask you this too: uh, How long ago was this taking place? I mean, are we talking about twenty years ago, ten years ago? What? Um. Well, I got I got fired in two thousand ten, so this was, or no, I got fired in. Oh nine, so uh, this was from five to from oh uh, oh five to oh nine. Okay, so yeah, I mean that so, that's uh, you know eleven years, right? And, and and that's not that that long ago. I mean, we're talking about you know no. eleven years ago. Um, and I'm telling you, man, this thing is just a fascinating thing for me, and it's probably more fascinating for me for the fact that it's in my backyard kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I literally can drive there within two hours easily. easily. Oh, absolutely. So, I wouldn't drive up to it, though. Well, I almost did, to be honest with you. I almost did. When I first <laughs> found it, I was like, uh, I'm very interested. And I, and I, like I said, I wanted the Google images and I saw it was gated off on the road. I went to both sides of the road. I, I, I looked at this place, you know, inside and out and I almost went out there and did the whole drive up to it and see how far I can get to it kind of thing, or see if I can find a side road that I can kind of hike up onto the mountain and all that stuff. Like I was, I was really considering doing it. And then I forget who I was talking to, but they told me that, you know, you can't get anywhere near the place and that well, e- even locals will kind of look at you sideways. Well, uh, just, just for your listeners and everything, uh, we, we discussed the road and, the and the entrance point. If anyone decides to go there and try to go up, go up to the entrance, you will end up at gunpoint. I guarantee you that. Well, it'll give you some stories to tell, right? and you will probably be in prison oh for sure absolutely they 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 they, they're not going to say oh i just got lost because there are signs there say u.s military u.s government property keep out yeah especially when you got a guy named thom in there that can read people's minds there's no lying you know (laughs) like like, (laughs) and the shapeshifter yeah you're like uh i I got lost and they get on the radio all right bring thom out here we need to we need to have thom out here (laughs) and you know you know he appears yeah i mean and if you went out there i'm telling you right now go ahead i'm sorry he was a strange cat he really was he I mean, when I look back on it and everything, he was a very nice guy. But like I said, he always had that bottle of water. I never seen him drink or eat. That's that's that was my point to that. And he always he always like shook it at you, you know, to where he made he was making conversation with the bottle of water. Yeah, that, I I uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe that bottle of water was a prop, and he didn't need to eat because he wasn't. Here. That's what I was thinking because he had bottle of water at the wrestling tournament. The same bottle of water it was an Aquafina bottle of water. He's like, "Look, I got a bottle of water. I drink. I eat. I'm human." <laughs> you know, like, right, right. <laughs> and and I never, I never seen him drink from it or eat or anything in four years. And and I'm telling you, I was I was that's where I would be for eight hours a day was in either the the cafeteria or right off 
the cafeteria and the lounge area. It was, you know, it was, it was a relaxing it, uh, setting, you know, it wasn't like, you didn't have like, you know, military people marching around and everything, you know, people would come in and eat, you know, and conversation, you know, and they'd come in and watch TV and then head on down to work. You know, it was a very relaxing place. And, you know, they had five or six couches in there. It was a big room. And Thom would come in and he would talk baseball. He did know baseball, I'll tell you that. He knew he, he knew every batting average of every Major League Baseball player playing in the Major Leagues that year or those years. He was very, very smart. You know why? Because when you live for a thousand years and you have access to time travel, you tend to be pretty smart. So, <laughs> I'm telling you, he's not human, man. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know what he is, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Now that you say that Thom is is definition is twin, I don't know how many I dealt with. You know what I mean? Dude, man. Why was he there? He wasn't, he didn't have a kid at this wrestling tournament. He was just there. He didn't move all day. There was four mats, okay, in this gymnasium. And he's, he was in the center of these four mats. And he did not move all day. He, there was no kids around. He had no wife, no nothing. You know, I, I was watching him all day. And I knew he'd see me. I knew he did. I know he did. I know he's seen me. I seen him as soon as I walked in the gym. He's, he stands out. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's he's six eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? All he had to do is reaches reaches uh his his uh <laughs> what, what 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 is it? Praying man his arm up and dunk the basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean if he's six, you know? if he's freaking six eight, and that, that's that's a big yeah. Guy. He was he was a, he was tall. He was tall. I, I know he didn't weigh 170 pounds if he weighed that. So he was tall and lanky. I was thinking somebody that's bulky and kind of gigantic. No, no, no. He was tall and very, he was bone thin. Bone thin. Wow. Like, like you could see his cheekbones. That's why I was saying that he, you know, when his face changed to a praying mantis looking style face, you can see his cheekbones. That's why I'm saying that his face didn't look the same when, when when he turned and looked at me. His face changed. He wasn't like a big guy. This guy was real thin. He only weighed about 170 pounds, you know. But his face changed in those 25 that 25 seconds. I don't know if it was my eyes playing trick on tricks on me, or you know, or I, I don't know what I don't know what happened. But it was a very strange encounter. Very strange encounter. And I don't get I don't get the heebie-jeebies much, but that guy gave me the heebie-jeebies at that time. Yeah, it's I didn't know what I was dealing with. Yeah, for sure. It definitely seems like uh, he would give people the heebie-jeebies, especially like I, I don't know what's more creepy: a six-eight bulky guy that's a lip, lip, uh, lip, um, blah, a six-eight you know six-eight guy that's you know a lizard person, or you know a six-eight guy that's lanky lizard person. I'm not sure what's more creepy, but uh, no, he. he he wasn't very big. He didn't have much muscle tone to him. All right. So we talked about the dumbs and I think that we exhausted the topic right now as far as what you know, what you've experienced. Um, but you do have some paranormal experiences that, uh, 
that you'd like to share with us. So if you could just kind of start us off and walk us into some of these experiences you've had. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go from first to last with these. That's fine. Um, okay, I uh, back in last August, I was at my girlfriend's house. She li- she lives in an apartment on her parents' property above her dad's garage. Her dad's a, a big um, gearhead, and he has a three co- three bay garage detached from the house. And there was an apartment above the the garage. We went. We we were going to go to the races that night, so we took her her son over to her mom and dad's house, which is just right across the driveway. We went up, and we were sitting at um, I guess it's like a a, a bar bar style breakfast nook, okay. And I was facing into the house, and she was facing up towards towards her mom and dad's uh, towards the outside of the house, okay. And I'm sitting there. And I see movement down the hallway, like a shadow. And I, and I, I, I just blew it off. And then we're sitting there talking. We think, now this is only a matter of a minute or two. I seen it again, and I said to her, "I said, Katie, I said, are we alone?" She goes, "Yeah, why?" So just. I just thought I'd seen something. The third time I seen it, it went in to her bedroom. It was a shadow. It went into the bedroom. And I'm only looking at I went down into my truck and got my gun out. And I tactically cleared this house. That's how convinced I was that I seen somebody in this or a shadow in this house. I thought it was her ex-boyfriend. That's what I thought. Well, I, I, and she was freaked out by this because obviously I have this nine millimeter and I'm going through each room and looking under the beds and you know, she's like, what are you doing? You know, are you, you know, and I, I said, I'm telling you, I've seen somebody I've seen, I've seen and then I, I let it go after that because there's nobody there. Well, the next day I, I said to her, dad, I said, DH, I said, let me ask you a question. I said, did you own this house? How, how long have you owned this house? He goes, well, I bought it about 10 years ago. The guy that lived here died. I said, well, where'd he die at? He goes, well, he fell down the ladder there in the garage. And I said, ah. Oh. He goes, why do you ask? I said, because I, I said, I, I seen some shadows yesterday. He goes, don't tell Katie. I said, well, it's kind of hard not to tell her why have my gun going through her house. <laughs> he had to quit clearing her house. And he says, well, don't tell her what I just said. So we, we can debunk that as just, and, and, and I had a friend, his name's Alan. He does, um, ghost walks. And the one day I was, over, I was over babysitting, uh, Katie's son. And he told me to tell whatever's there that it's all right if you if you hang out here, but you cannot cause harm to to the the people that live here. If you do cause harm, you're gonna have to leave. And that squashed it. No more. We didn't see. But I'm telling you, Tony, I've seen the shadow three times in five minutes. 
I know there was something there. There was, I, I, I know for sure that I seen it the third time. I know for sure I seen it going into our bedroom. And that's right where the steps were and leaned down to the garage. They're blocked off now. They, they made a, you know, they made an apartment out of the top half. Now, that was the paranormal experience. Now, I heard you talk about this several, about a year, year ago, maybe two years ago on your show. Do you know where Street Road is? Off of, off of Easton Road, 611? Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Street Road, you go down Street Road to 263, there's a giant store sitting there, right? I worked, I, I was um, working for giant food stores. Now, right there, that's, that's called uh, Willington. Willington, or Willington. Willingham or Willington, it's one of the two because the one they're really close. Willingham is up either on six eleven, and Willington's down on Street Road. Well, I'm sitting there. We weren't we ain't allowed behind that store until seven o'clock, okay? Because noise restrictions. So I'm sitting between there's a coal store and the giant. It's six thirty four, December twenty third, two thousand nineteen. It was a Monday. I'm just sitting there. I'm just waiting to go behind this store. And I'm telling you, Tony, 400 feet off the ground, there was a flying, people would call it a V. I, I, I call it more of a check mark because the right side was a little bit longer than the left. And it was just flying right down towards Willow Grove. Didn't make a sound. What I think it was, was a, um, a drone. It was unmanned. It couldn't have been manned. There's no way it could have been manned. I think it was a drone. A big drone. Wow. Like a, like a 200-foot big drone. All right, so let's just pause for a second and just inform any audience that... Because I know what you're referencing, and you're referencing this because you're recalling something exactly to what I saw in the same area. That's why you're telling me this, right? Yes. And it was heading right towards Willow Grove. And I'm telling you right now, there is something going on in Willow Grove because there's cars. They say that's a dead military base. There's activity going on in there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad you're bringing this up. Uh, the, the, the Horsham Air Force Base is what you're talking about. Yes. And yes. Well, room, yes. right off of 611. And I know exactly yes. where the food, uh, the giant food store is. Uh, you're talking about the intersection of uh, Street Road and 263. 263 and Street Road. Yep. I know exactly where you're talking about. It's not far from where there's Grove. a coal store there. Yep. And there's an access point, and then the giant store. And that's where we had the entrance to giant stores on that access road and that's where i was sitting it was six thirty-four in the morning just right right as soon the sun was just coming up it was in december december 23rd it was two days before christmas okay so the sun's just coming up at 6 30 in the morning you can see the pink in the sky and i've seen this thing there was no lights on this thing not none whatsoever okay so uh th- this this 
thing that you saw in the sky, uh, the fact that you're saying it was a drone, you definitely got a better look than I did because I was driving down uh, 276 when I saw it outside of Willowgrove. And I think I've seen it at least two or three, uh, either two or three other times. It wasn't just one time I saw this thing. I watched it for 30 seconds. And was it hovering or was it moving or what? No, it was moving. It was moving at about 15 mile an hour. Okay. I caught it. I caught it when it was, I caught it when it was just about over 263 and it was heading, it was heading towards County line road. If you know what I mean, you know where County line road is? Yeah, of course. Yep. Okay. It was heading in the, and, and it, it crossed right over the giant store heading towards County line road. And if you draw a straight line from the giant store to count the corner of County line road and Eastern road, that would put you in the middle of Horsham Air Force Base, right dead smack in the middle. Wow. And it was only 400 feet in the air. I got a real good look at it. I could see the towels on it. Hold on a second. So it, it had tires on it? Tiles. Tiles. Oh, tiles. I got you. Yes, tiles. And there was no lights, no lights or nothing. I, 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 I watched it for 30 seconds. It was a drone. I guarantee it was a drone. It wasn't, it, there was no, no one control. I mean, it was being controlled, but there was no one manually controlling that from the inside of it. And I don't understand what, why, why they'd be doing that. I don't know what that, I don't know what their purpose. I don't know. Do you think they could be setting off chemtrails with that? Man, a chemtrails would be like the last thing uh, that that on my mind to even consider when it comes to this. Uh, when, when we're talking about what we're talking about here, we're talking about uh, something, and I'm I'm assuming, just assuming that you you saw what I saw. Uh, but it's, it's it was a check mark. Yeah, it was a check mark. Exact. Thank you. It wasn't a V. And like like this is what I no. said on my show when I first saw this, and I talked to the, to the public about it. I said it, it, at first it looked like a V, but when I got next to it and I was passing by, I look up. It was hovering. It was a check mark. One side was shorter than the other. That's what you saw. Yeah, it's we saw yeah. the same exact it was, thing. It was, it was, it was like. No, no, I really can't tell. Because it was against the dark sky, okay. Now, now, when I say the sun was just coming up, it was the sun was just coming up out of the east. This was basically right above me, okay. So let's say let's say it was two hundred or a hundred hundred and fifty feet in width, okay. The right side was a hundred feet. And the left side was fifty feet, or seventy-five feet. Listen, the man, right, right side exactly. was definitely longer. The right side was definitely longer than the left side. That, this is incredible because I, I never would have expected that I was going to be talking to somebody today that saw the same exact craft that I saw. Like this isn't like, oh yeah, I saw something like that too uh, in New Mexico. You saw exactly what I saw within what a couple mile radius of where I was. Probably three miles. And, if you saw and it's on right. the turnpike, if you saw it on the turnpike, it was it was within three miles because Street Road runs right down to to um, park park uh, casinos. That's unbelievable. Is, is that right? Yeah. It, no. Yeah. Doesn't absolutely. Street Road run down 
run down to Park Casinos. Yep. If you keep going down Street Road, it go, takes you into Ben Salem. On the left-hand side is Parks Casinos. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and this was this was up Street Road at 263 or 260 is it 263 or 261 263 right on the corner you know you know where i'm talking about absolutely i know exactly what you're talking about that's why i'm floored right now like i, I i'm not even in the mindset right now to ask <laughs> questions because i'm just floored that you saw the same thing i saw I'm, I'm like so excited that somebody's validating me right now because i, I had no idea and, you were gonna bring this I'm, up i'm, tell, I'm telling you i'm telling and, and and i i i know for a fact it was a drone I, I know people say, oh, drones can't be that big. Who says it can't be that big? Yeah, that's just BS. Right, right. It, 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 it's definitely, it's definitely a drone. I, like I said, I could, I, like I told, I sent you a text message. I can validate two of the three, which I just did. I just validated it because I'm, I'm telling you that was, it wasn't, I'm not saying this was a, a UFO, but it was a UFO because I don't know what it was, but it wasn't out of this worldly. Yeah. It was definitely man-made. Absolutely. And it's a drone. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, the fact that you're saying it's a drone, now looking back at what I saw, it, it makes sense that it would be a drone. I've mentioned it before. I think it was on the show that I did called uh, The Ben Salem Abduction, uh, where I talked to... Um, oh, shoot. I'm forgetting her name. But uh, she had a great story. But I talked to her about this as well. And we discussed about the Horsham Air Force Base. I've been on that base a couple of times. And the, the very first time I was on that base, I was working for a different company. I wasn't with Pitt, Ohio. And I was actually working for a copy machine company called Rico. And we were pulling copy machines out of some of these buildings that they were moving out of. And I asked them, I remember asking them that if they were shutting the place down and they really beat around the bush as far as to what they were going to tell me. Uh, and th- I mean, they said that, you know, the place was being shut down and stuff, but just the way they said it, it was very, it was just very odd. Um, and I didn't get this. Then why, then why do they have new dirt mounds there? Well, I where you can't see stuff off off the of, of east eastern road. Yeah, they just put they just put new dirt mounds there. How long ago? Oh, within the last six months. Jeez, uh, see, I haven't driven up that area. You, you know where you know where you know where the uh, you know where the um, uh, the museum is. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. There along yep. Eastern Road. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, when you get down past the museum, you have the horse and diner. If you look, and then you have that, that access road to go that would lead you on the Horseman Air Force Base, that that stretch from from the museum to the Horseman Diner, they just put it. Well, they didn't just put; they just uh, elevated the dirt mounds that are on there. Why would they elevate the dirt mounds so you can't see? So you can't see what's going on from the roadway. Even in a truck, they used to do air shows out of there, and supposedly they they shut the base down, all this stuff. And this was back when I was in my early twenties. Uh, I think Rico was my first truck driving job, and so when I, I did that, they tell me, okay, you know, started back in my mind. Fast forward years later, I'm driving for Pitt, Ohio. I go on the base for another delivery, and I back into a dock, and I do this delivery, and there, there, it was like a full cast of people working there, and I was just like, this place doesn't seem like it's shutting down anytime soon. Uh, yeah. I know it could yeah. be, you know, maybe you know something where it's 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 not you know, at full scale like it used to be, but no, I think it is. Yeah, it just seems like there's something going on there. I've said that before, and I, 
it just for me it seems like there's something going on there then when you see what i saw not far from there i mean what's the other logical conclusion then like if we're si- if if i see it multiple times you saw it and there's been reports of th- this thing in ben salem the very similar thing it's a v-shape that it's been described uh hovering over trees moving over trees kind of thing if if everybody's seeing this thing in this general area the logical conclusion is well where is it coming from probably the horsham air force base well, see, the whole thing is, Tony, is you were driving when you saw it. I wasn't. I was looking right at it. I was looking right at it. I, I, I was like, that's how I could tell you the time and the day, because I, I made note of this. I was like, oh, my God. You know, and, and I'm thinking the whole time I'm looking at it, I rolled down my window. Or, no, I didn't roll it down. You know, I put it down. <laughs> there ain't no rolling anymore. It's all electronics. But uh, I put my window down to see if I could hear an exhaust. There was no exhaust. It was perfectly quiet. And it was almost like it was making its final round to go back, to, go back home. It was going home. And, it was, and, and believe it or not, you could, that, thing could, that thing could glide right over top of any normal human being driving down the road, and you probably wouldn't even, tell, probably wouldn't even be able to see it. But I just so happen to look up a lot when I'm sitting. Yeah, well, I've been looking up a lot too these days. So, <laughs> but uh, listen, man, listen, I I, um, I appreciate you sharing that with me because uh, it, for me personally, this is not even for the show. Like personally, it validates- a little bit of validation. Yeah, big time. Like because. Like I, I don't. I always tell people like I, I have, I haven't seen such crazy stuff. Like a lot of stuff that goes on in the show and stuff. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just hearing the stories. Like I haven't really seen a ton of crazy stuff. I mean, I've, I some, but not a ton. And like that was for me a very fascinating experience. And I'm like, I'm gonna tell people about this, but I'm not expecting anybody to believe me. And so the fact that you're validating me right now just it really makes me smile. So. <laughs> Now, 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 Tony, this, this last one that I have to tell you, I have no explanation for it, man. None, none, none. I'm going to work. I work night shift. Okay. My, my shift begins at 11 o'clock. So I'm, I'm heading to work about 930. Beginning of January is not too, too far, not too long after, um, after, um, New Year's. This all happened within a week, two weeks of me seeing this check mark and this next thing that happened to me. I'm driving down Wagner's Gap Road. Like I said, I live out in the, out in the, the a rural area, rural part of the country here in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, we call it up here. <laughs> but uh, I'm driving down the road and two deer cross in front of me. Okay. Now this is it's Wagner's Gap. Now I have to go up over a mountain and down the mountain to get to work. It's the shortest way to my job. Two deer close in front of me, so I slow down to uh, you know so I don't hit them. And and I, I have a I have an old beater car that I drive back and forth to work, keep miles off my truck. It's a it's a uh, a manual, so I was in fourth gear. So I went as soon as I put in in first gear. Tony, about a dozen deer come over top of my car, on my car, in front of my car. They were running from something, okay? 
And I was like, oh, my God, you know, and they were kicking my windows and riding up over my hood. That, that's just leading up to what happened to me. So I get out and I check the damage, not, not much damage. So I drive on. I go about a mile, okay? And, we, and when you're going up Wagner's Gap, you have like a 90-degree a turn to the right, okay? Well, I see this, this light in my driver's side window. Did you ever have like a reflection of a, like like on the driver's side window to where it looks like there's something there, but it's really actually on the right side? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what that's what caught my attention. I've seen this like light blue light on my on my driver's side, uh, you know, window, and I looked and it was nothing was there. So I look across, and there's this little about the size of a softball hovering ball right in, the, right in in this wood line. Okay, now I was at this 90 degree turn. Okay, so when I went past it the first time it was on my right. When I went up around, I was looking at it the whole time and went around the 90 degree turn and it stayed on my right the whole time. So I stopped my car and I got out. And I'm looking at this light, right? And I'm telling you, it's only about as big as a softball. And it was just hanging there, just like suspended in animation, right? And and you can see, you can, it, it would almost look like a lava light, okay? The 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 light inside of it. It wasn't it wasn't like shining like a bright light or anything. It was just illuminating itself, okay? And I'm I'm looking at it. And what was so strange, I, do you know what ozone smells like? Uh, I don't think so. Ozone, like when during a thunderstorm, you smell like a like oh the, yeah like the like the air gets real energized. This this when I got out of my car to look at this light, it was there was a lot of ozone in the air, and I was just like I was just looking at this light. Nothing ha- actually happened. It was just there. And I and I thought to myself, this ain't. I, I thought, Merle, you, you ain't too damn smart. I got back in my car, and I left. Right, but that's the last time I seen it. But doesn't it seem kind of curious that these deer run in front of my car about a half a mile or to a mile in front of it before I seen this light? Yeah. What was cha- what was chasing? And and not not only that, Tony. But where they were running to, okay, these two deer that crossed in front of me came from the right, which is um, Penn State Dickinson College. Um, they're they're uh, that's their property. You can't hunt on it, so they consider that a safe ground. Deer know this, okay. And as soon as these deer crossed in front of me, I slowed down. Fifteen to twenty deer ran over there that, that way. What was what was making them go that way? When you got cornfields on the left and nothing on the right, because it, Dickinson College don't—they don't plant no corn or anything for them. It's just woods. When they got feed on the other side, open cornfields. Then I drive up the road and I see—it see, wasn't very big. I could hold that ball in my hand, you know, and it, it was only about three or four feet off the ground, you know, and it was just—it was almost like it was just. 
like it was dangling from a tree, you know, or I don't know. It was pretty wild though. That's, yeah. that's something I can't explain. Now, that's just, it just, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I can't explain it. I didn't see Bigfoot or anything, but. No, listen, man, <laughs> but, I find this. Trust, trust me, I was thinking that. I was like, because I, I literally got out of my car and I was like, I wanted to see what I was looking at. You know what I mean? I was like, am I seeing what I'm, you know, am I seeing this? You know, because of what happened two weeks beforehand, I've seen that, that check mark in the air. And I'm thinking, this is too much, man. I, I, you know, am I, I got to come back to reality. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you, gotta, you, you question yourself, man. You know, and this is out in the middle of nowhere. I'm telling you, there, well, there's a house probably, probably half a mile to a mile away from there. But there's, there's nothing that goes, there's very little traffic on this road. But I mean, almost anything can happen on this road. It's uh, it's interesting the balls of light and stuff. I, I because I, I don't know what it is, and you know, people see this stuff, and I I'm like, I have no idea. I have no idea what it is. But the fact that you saw that within a two week period of seeing what you saw out my way, it, I find that interesting. It almost makes you feel like you know, you were yeah, like, or like, something. Like I'm being stalked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of weird, but. <laughs> Uh, listen, I think you are being stalked. I mean, dude, you got, you got contracted to do the Raven rock and then you can freaking see the check mark. Dude, there's, listen, your experiences have been very interesting to hear. And, uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you about it, man. Yeah. It it didn't seem like I I was gonna, it wasn't gonna be a very interesting interview, just a truck driver delivering the Raven rock. (laughs) Yeah. no. (laughs) And you Google search Thom and it's an evil twin. Yeah, man. Like I'm telling you, man, it's interesting for sure. And uh, it's funny, like people, they'll say things to me like that, too. They'll be, well, I don't know if it's enough for a full interview. And I'm like, well, let's give it a shot and see what happens. (laughs) You know, so uh, Thumb, I I just called you Thumb. (laughs) (laughs) I'm his twin. Yeah, man. Uh, Well, listen, I I do appreciate coming on the show and sharing, man. Okay. Yeah, Tony. Well, thank you for having me. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, please share the show with your friends, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok. We don't care where you share the show. Just share the show if you enjoyed it, because that's the best thing you can do to help the show grow. And until next week, friends, stay safe, take care, and remember, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Bye. I'm turning you up to getting down, down. I'm calling you up to getting down, down, down The way that we touch is never enough I'm turning you up to getting down, down Show me a piece of your heart, a piece of your love I'm calling you up to getting down, down, down The way that we touch is never enough I'm turning you up to getting down, down, down what? Sorry, just quickly. What if it's da 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 down down.
down, down, down. 